Do you have a sales goal or a level of growth in your business that you're struggling to hit this year? If so, you'll want to listen to this podcast to discover the one thing top sales professionals do to increase their sales and income year after year. You'll get the exact simple steps that my clients use to experience their own record-breaking sales growth and to do it with more confidence and ease than they previously imagined was possible. Welcome to Playing Full Out, where you'll discover tips to break through the personal and professional barriers in a hectic world that are preventing you from leading your optimal vision of life at work and home. This is the podcast for passionate life travelers and leaders who want to live a deliberate, confident, and fulfilling life and change the world while they do. I'm your host, Rita Hyland, and in each episode, we'll expose you to something new in the areas of passion, performance, and psychology that you can immediately apply to grow your life, love, and leadership. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Playing Full Out podcast. I'm really excited you're here because today we're talking about sales performance and business development in ways that most of us have not been taught, but that have proven time and again to give the biggest advantage to sales professionals to raise their game, to improve their bottom lines in ways that most are not familiar with. My typical client comes to me usually for one of three reasons. First, they want to experience or achieve a higher level of performance in the professional world that can be through their management or their leadership and oftentimes through their sales performance. They secondly may want to identify the life and work that they're called to for this next phase of their life. And three, people have had a decent level of success in other areas or most areas, but there can be one that's hanging out there, one area in particular where they're feeling stuck and don't know how to break through it. Today, I'm going to talk about that first category, the one where we want to raise the level of performance and specifically as it pertains to sales. The reality is I believe that all of us are salespeople, that we are either selling an idea, a product, a service, or ourselves. I was talking to a gentleman the other day and he was explaining to me that he had a specific sales goal for the calendar year and he's already behind, feeling frustrated and disappointed. And he's desperately trying to figure out what to do. And as we talked, he told me that he simply did not have enough time to do the preparation for prospecting or take the time for networking meetings and that it was getting increasingly harder for him to get in front of his prospects for specific industry reasons. In general, he was operating from a place that I see keeps most sales professionals capped and unable to break through to another level. Most sales professionals operate from the paradigm of have, do, be. That is when I have more fill-in-the-blank time or money or energy or support, then I will be able to do X for my business so that I can be more successful or happy. Again, that's when I have more of this, I will be able to do X for my business so that I can be a certain way, happy, successful, top 10% of 10% producers, whatever that is. This system of operating relies on circumstances changing. It is externally driven. It's what I call circumstance driven. And we 
are never really truly at the mercy of our circumstances. We can It can feel like we are, but if we accept that we are, then we are not choosing and we're simply reacting to the world and relying on external circumstances to change in order for us to unleash more of our potential. The paradigm from which really top performing sales professionals operate from instead of the struggling sales professional is that they are achieving levels of sales performance from the state or the paradigm of be, do, have. That is when we are being the outcome, then we will do the behaviors to have what we want. So when we, for example, are being the top 1% performer or the $1 million generator or whatever measure by which you wish to achieve, that when you are being in sync with that identity, then you will actually have behaviors of doing that are consistent with creating or having those results. So here are a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. Research has shown that 70% of lottery winners actually go broke two to three years after they win millions of dollars. Why is this? The reason is because they are not taking on the ways of being of a wealthy person. So they are not operating from the identity of a wealthy person, and therefore their behaviors run against being able to even maintain what has been given to them and fallen in their lap. In contrast, another example of a popular person, at least from his presence in the news, is Donald Trump. He is an individual who, as I understand, 1994 lost everything. And I think he's done this a few times, but I know in 1994, he was about $2.4 billion in personal debt. Today, by Forbes measure, he is $5 billion of personal wealth. His own number might look more like $10 billion, but whatever it is, he doesn't stay down because his identity is always that of being a wealthy person. He identifies with that and his behavior shows up in consistency or in congruence with that type of outcome. When I, I spoke about this one man that he earlier about his sales story, he, a little bit further, he felt like he was really bothering his prospects and, and he described himself as a middleman. You can read that as not important. And he didn't want to be a schmarmy salesperson he, as he said, had to work on his current base of work and clients before he would be putting himself out to prospect or to generate further revenue. And he's not alone. That is consistent sometimes with about oh, 80 to 90% of sales professionals that I see, but those are usually the struggling ones. I am amazed by how many sales professionals, and realistically, as I said, we are all in sales, whether we're selling a service or a product or idea or ourselves. I'm amazed by how many have what I call a sales story that runs against them doing the work or achieving what they really want. It's very easy to see what achieving a target is difficult or near impossible when a storyline is incongruent with it. So storylines I have heard are, I don't like to sell. I'm not a salesperson, but I have to do it. I don't want to be seen as a schmuck or schmarmy or in it for myself. I don't want to bother other people. Selling is hard. It's not my main job. I can get just enough. 
So when you're operating from this story, very little is going to get you to perform as the top 1% performer or whatever level of a goal that you want. If you want to be a top 1% performer, you must be it in advance. You must have the ways of being, meaning the qualities and the characteristics of a top 1% performer. I explain it like this. You don't go to an interview to get a job acting as job A, which you currently have when you want job B. You show up being job B in advance of it. And you dress the part, you stand tall, you breathe, you speak as if you are already in job B. In the same way, when you want to go from A to B in your sales world, you begin at point B and work backwards. Most people make the mistake of starting at point A, which is where their current circumstances exist, and trying to drive or push to point B. The difference is point A is your circumstance-driven experience. Point B is your is when you are in operating from there is being vision-driven. We want to operate from being vision-driven as opposed to being circumstance-driven. The reason is because when you start working from your circumstances, you maintain your current circumstances. You'll do small actions like moving papers around or time management courses or looking for new and small strategies. And then small actions get small results. Vision actions get visionary results. Dream actions get dream results. Be aware and deliberate about which you're choosing. One of the tools then that I encourage and invite people to do is to be aware and identify, answer the question, what is my sales story? I get really curious and love to look at what is the story costing you? If you think about a sales story, and I've seen hundreds of them, watched recently a few in particular, a man has made $300,000 a year for the past three years. But when he had his next year after revamping some of his story and showing up with new ways of being, which I'll show you how to do in a minute, he generated an additional $200,000. Now, over the course of his next 20 years, that is, I believe, let me do the math, another $4 million of wealth if he was never to raise his rates again or raise his level of, of revenue again. The thing here is to remember that is a $4 million cost to his story. So how much is your story costing you? I've had individuals who simply refused to have a single conversation with their client the following day because they thought that it would be annoying to the client or too schmarmy of a, of a salesperson if they did it. They asked the question and, and brought in an additional $5 million for their company. Another sales professional, he had lost one of the largest accounts, largest sales opportunities for his company and revamped his story and his ways of being and two months later regained it. And again, is finished with his entire sales goal was exceeded within two months of the year. There's all types of anecdotal and very real world experiences of sales stories costing hundreds of millions of dollars. Your question and your action step then, and one of your tools is to consistently say, what's my story? Is it working for me or is it not working for me? And if it's not, what is it costing me? And how do I get a story that's congruent with where I want to go? The second tool, and this is really the secret sauce, you should get your pen out and write this down, to getting results and sales that you want is to identify with the ways of being of somebody who has already achieved it. So the question you can answer is, who would I be 
being? What would I be doing? And how would I feel if I had already achieved X? Who would I be being? What would I be doing? And how would I feel if I'd already achieved X? If you're in sales, and I've, we've, I have many of my clients identify some, it's different. You know, it's different for, for, for what you're selling and who you are already being. So oftentimes you're answering the question of things that you are lagging. It might be commitment, might be discipline, it might be courage, it might be letting go of attachment to results. But if you think right now of that individual who already has what you want and you, and, and you ask yourself the question, I do the WW blank D, what would Johnny do? Or what would whoever has what you, what you desire to experience or achieve do? And begin to show up in a way that is congruent. Start from those as your ways of being every single morning. Write them down on a three by five index card and make sure those ones that you identify are top one or two are the way that you are navigating and operating on a daily basis. What's interesting in quantum physics has shown and it can explain is a phenomenon or response that's called the sympathetic response. And if you have two pianos in a room and you hit the key of one piano, that same note on the other piano will be vibrating. This is because they are both at the same frequency. Everything is energy. And you being in tune, just like that piano is in tune, to the match of what you desire is your key, no pun intended, to experiencing the result that you want. So your job is not so much to change what you're doing, your leverage, your exponential increase, and your breaking through to higher levels if you're someone who's been experiencing the same and and or maintaining the same numbers year after year is to become this frequency and operate from the ways of being of that which you desire. An example would be a client wants to be recognized nationally at a certain level. So the question became, well, who would she be and what would she have to do and how would she feel if she was already there? She identified that she'd have a team of three people working for her in addition to the five that she already has and that she one would, you know, would specifically be her personal assistant, another would be her business manager, another would be more of a branding expert. So what she did was she went out and she hired two of these individuals in advance she started to begin to operate and identify as though she had already achieved the experience. Another individual I'd spoken with recently, he had, when I asked him this question, he wants to be the $1 million generator in his organization of, of some services. And he realized that the, one of the reasons that he wasn't breaking through is because he wasn't operating as a $1 million generator would would operate. And I said, well, what way is most inconsistent? And he says, well, right now, if I go out to my car, I don't know if it's going to turn on when I go there. And he said, I've already identified the car. I've already negotiated the deal. The car that I want, my dream car is already ready to be picked up. I haven't pulled it yet. And I consider to think about it and talk about it, but I haven't really acted on it. He said, what I need to do is to actually buy that car as a demonstration that I am going to create the levels of income that I desire. And so he did. 
Two weeks later, he came back. He was in a completely different being. He showed up with his new car, but he also was the way he stood, the way he felt, the way he spoke. He said even in his meetings, he came with an, a way of being confident that the money would be attracted to him, that he was operating from that same frequency. And the reality is the results have been pouring in. So if the first tool is to ask yourself, what's my sales story? The second is to operate from the ways of being if you have already achieved your results. The third is really, I guess that's consistent with it, is to be that guy, to consistently and with repetition operate from that way of being. Be that guy, that guy that is already there. Finally, expect good things to come. Have the expectancy that things are going to show up. When you expect the worst to come, you're going to invite the worst to come. Change your expectancies. You will change your results in turn. How can you change your expectancies? When you have formed the habit of expecting less or you are used to expecting lack or failure, if that is your MO previously, how do you change it? Begin to act as if you expected success and happiness and abundance and do something in real time to show that you expect it to come. What this does is it impresses upon your subconscious mind, which drives your behavior and your results. For example, but purchasing a car in advance or setting the table. If you're this, you know, we, what we're talking about has to do with sales, but it really applies to any type of higher level of performance, whether that's relationship story or a money story or health for that matter. All of these things are consistent. Be aware of what it is, the frequency on which you are vibrating and raise your frequency by choosing to do it. First is to be aware so that you can respond versus react. Be in charge and you will see yourself moving from a struggling sales professional to a top performing sales professional and you will see it occur in days, weeks, not years. We're going to talk more on this topic of impressing the subconscious mind and changing from a very inside to outside performance level. And the amazing part is that what you've created so far has been created exactly in these manners. Now you can do it a little bit more deliberately. You've got three tools. Again, we'll review them. What's my sales story? Is it working for me or is it costing me? Operate from your ways of being. That is, who must I be, do, and feel and act as if it's already here. And the third is to operate from a place of expectancy. It's all coming on time and it will arrive in greater amounts than I ever imagined. That's on my board in, in front of my desk that I read all of the time. And I also have the word expectancy. Remember this too, that repetition is mastery. You must again and again show up consistently and with repetition to begin to experience some of the benefits of what what we're talking about. Be consistent, be repetitious, and allow yourself to soar and break through to new heights in your sales world this year. I look forward to us talking again in our next podcast. Until then, be deliberate and play full out. Thanks for tuning in to Playing Full Out. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes for more tips, tools, and inspiration to leading the optimal vision of your life, love, and leadership. And remember, 
A half version of you is not enough. The world needs the fullest version of you at play. 